Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things Gratitude podcast. My name is Nick Dorsey, and today, uh, really fun because everybody knows I'm a sports junkie and played sports my whole life. So, you know, I got somebody else on the show who was who played college football, was in the NFL, played in the CFL, and he's connecting right now to a league called FCS Fan Controlled Football, which is a really cool concept right now going on, which is live on Twitch. As you can see, and today is their championship game. Yeah. So. Man, everybody, welcome to the show, uh, Chase Baker. What's up, Chase? What's going on, Nick? Appreciate yeah. having me, man. Yeah, grateful to be here. Oh, uh, thanks, man. And I know you're busy, so thank, thank you for getting on. When we first connected and we talked about this, you're like, "Hey, that's a championship games <laughs> day, so that might be a good day to talk about our season and everything." So, I mean, really quick before we get into fan control football and what it's about. Um, Hey, I mean, a big thing was you played at Boise State, man, and you want to talk about just the David versus Goliath kind of story with that school and what they've done and their coach, Chris Peterson, just how, I mean, he just took that program to another level, man. And I know you came in the year after one of the biggest, I call it one of the biggest bowl upsets ever because people didn't see it coming. You know, I mean, how was it to get recruited during that time with all that excitement going on and the program just going crazy at that time? Yeah, so so I uh, I actually tore my ACL my senior year, and so I didn't have a ton of offers that stuck with me. Um, I, I had my favorites, and I thought I was going to certain schools, um, but I tore my ACL twice, actually. <clears throat> so the second time, you know, I called up Boise, and they would already offered, and I, I let them know. I'm like, hey, I, I retore it. Like, I, I don't know how that affects things. They're like, it doesn't. And so I'm like, okay, you guys are still rolling with me. And I committed uh, once they let me know that they would still rock with me. Um, so committed to Boise. And I knew very little about Boise, honestly. I knew they were uh, a good team in, in what was then the, the WAC. Um, but I didn't know them as like the, the giant beaters that everybody kind of does. So so uh, I committed early in that season and was just starting to learn a little bit more about my future team. And so they ended up in, in the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. And so that I was watching that from uh, Pizza Hut during high school. And it was just an amazing, you know, experience to see that. I was like, oh, cool. That's going to be my future, yeah. you know, college. But I wasn't a college nut. I didn't watch football a ton. So so I didn't understand the how big that was at the time um, until I got there and until, you know, years have passed where you see, like, how big of a deal that game was. But, um, yeah, it was definitely exciting. Uh, you know, Peterson, no doubt, one of the, the greatest to ever do it. You know, and, and the crazy thing, that game, I'm telling you what, had two of the best college football plays ever to tie it, to put it in overtime and then win the game. So, I mean, what an exciting period for you to get in there, you know, and then go and play it on the blue turf. Um, I had a uh, old coach of mine played at Idaho. So back okay. in the day, they were big rivals. rivals. Yeah. yeah. And he was always telling us about this is with the old turf. So this is when you had to paint the field every year and the turf was horrible. He was saying how ducks. And geese, they'd always find dead on the field because they thought it was a lake. It's a myth. Just it's a myth. Actually, it. Yeah, it's a myth. The, the older ones, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've always yeah, said it's a myth. They, they have <laughs> a, like a, a wall of like facts about the blue turf, and when that's yeah. like, that's a myth. <laughs> yeah, that's all good, man. But, it but just, the the geese do love to just chill on that field and poop all over it. So you yeah, know. <laughs> makes it fun, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we gotta shoo them off all the time. Yeah. So then after Boise State, after a very good career, you know, you have the chance to go play in the NFL. You have a chance to play with the Minnesota Vikings. And um, pretty sure Adrian Peterson was on that team at the time. So did you give him any crap about Boise State? 
<laughs> one time, one time, he got really upset about it, so I never brought it up again. You know? like, <laughs> that dude's a beast. Yeah, so no, but AP AP is probably one of the the most down to earth. He, he was a genuinely yeah. great dude that that I enjoyed having as a teammate. Um, awesome. So what what was it about the NFL? I mean, just how was it going from college to NFL? I mean, just obviously there's a lot of differences, but just what was it for you? What was like, was it like, wow, I'm in the NFL now? Or was it like, you know, just business as usual because, you know, I'm at that level of football now. So, so the football obviously is, is insanely fast. It's, it's bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and it becomes very much more business-like, you know, you're taught to be a professional um, and there's a certain way of doing things and making sure your body's taken care of and how you handle media and all that good stuff. Um, but, but yeah, it felt very businesslike, you know, it, it lost a little bit of that, uh, you know, the, I guess that camaraderie because people mm-hmm. are there to take care of the families, man. So, so you're not hanging out with everybody once practice is over, you know, you got a couple friends, but it, it wasn't the same as college. Uh, college was, um, definitely a, a unique kind of unifying and awesome experience. NFL was too, just in a different kind of aspect. And it was definitely more business. I have. I understand that because in college I played rugby and I know you did too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we, I went to Central Washington University, so a little tiny school, but we were one of the top rugby teams in the nation when I was there. And, but we were traveling. We're always in vans. We never flew. We're always in vans. So like you said, that camaraderie, just hanging out with each other. That's all we did. We yeah. just hang out with each other. So those are things I really miss from that type of sports, but I get it going in the NFL. I mean, it's about making the team money it's about you getting your money it's about you know taking care of your family so that's what a lot of fans don't get and they they get too emotionally tied to people and it's i mean i get it because we're fans but yeah so moving on man going into that then you know you're doing all your fun stuff and that um all of a sudden fcf comes up fan controlled football league which uh, really cool concept on Twitch where the fans almost control the whole league to a degree. And, you know, Pretty they got much. a couple big name players in there. You know, you got Johnny Menzel that people know and Josh Gordon now. It's, I'm a Seahawk fan, so I just think the NFL screwed Josh Gordon, but that's a different story. Yeah. But, um, dude, I mean, you got some names in there, you know, you got some highlights, you know, going on. And tell everybody about that and how you got into it. Yeah, so uh, I got into it just being around, you know, again, a former NFL thing. Uh, so, so I was at, it was called Gridiron Gaming, and the the commissioner, one of the co-founders, was out giving a kind of speech about two years about the league and what they're setting up. And I just went up to him after, I was like, hey, let me know if you're looking for a D-line coach. And I've just kind of stayed in contact the last few years. And uh, yeah, I had him uh, message me uh, about four months ago. I, I got hired probably a month before the season. I was one of the last hires. He was like, you still interested in the job? I'm like, yeah, so jumped on an interview, and uh, yeah, you know, I have some scouting background. Uh, I've done some coaching, um, and then because of this is in Twitch, you know, me, me and my partner, Ian, um, we have a company called Connected by Fate, and that's what we do. We help athletes get set up on Twitch. We teach them the so- hardware, the software, and get them monetized quickly, and so it was just a perfect fit, right? And so it was just kind of all the things I, I love and enjoy and am passionate about merged into one. Um, but yeah, being on Twitch and, you know, wanting to help the guys get rolling, it, it just was a perfect fit. Awesome. How, how do you feel the um, league, I mean, first year, you know, and during, you know, pandemic makes it tough, but yeah. how do you think, uh, how do you think the league's going? How do you think it's being accepted on Twitch and throughout everything else? 
obviously it's, it's a new league you know and, and yeah. when, when you come watch it uh, you just have to know it's not traditional 11-man football right we, we, yeah. this has been redesigned kind of for this digital age and specifically for this twitch situation um and, and so you know there, there was you know you get a lot of that pushback that some of those negative comments but uh we have exceeded expectations uh, our first week we we wanted about two hundred fifty thousand viewers and I think we ended up with 400. And the, this last week, uh, this this playoff game, we reached something like 2.2 million. Nice. Yeah, so we've been on a steady climb and, and people are seeing that there's longevity here, that we have the ability to make this rock. Um, and that's a testament to the guys here because they, they've had to buy in. You know, well, we're, in a, we're in a COVID bubble in a hotel out here in Atlanta. And all we do is go from the hotel to, the, to our practice field, to the hotel, to the game, you know, to the arena where we play. And that's it. We don't, you know, so, so we are in this thing together and everybody's bought in. Um, you know, we haven't had many issues. We, we've been in here, you know, as a family working together for a common goal. And, and I, I think we're reaching that as evident by the numbers and the engagement and, you know, the, the, the enjoyment people have found in this league. Man, that's awesome, man. And you guys, they have actually picked a great time to do it. A little after the Super Bowl, people are still on that high of football. Yeah. Bam, right into this. I mean, there's people like me. I'll watch football all year round. I yeah. will watch all football all year round if it's there. You know, when the XFL and all that other stuff was going on, I didn't care. I watched it because it was football. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the big thing. And then you're hitting the gamer side of it, too. So you're bringing exactly. in a whole nother, you know, a whole nother realm of people, I guess you would say, who normally aren't watching a ton of football. So you're, you're hitting multiple you know they're hitting multiple points so that's really awesome man so what do they think have they mentioned what's going to go on for the next years are are you guys going to stay like in one city or are you going to try to move and bounce around or have they said anything or is that something so, you can talk about right now yeah so it was originally supposed to be in vegas and once COVID hit we ended up uh being situated here in atlanta and so after this season uh i believe we're, we're trying to to bring on new teams so i think they're trying to expand whether it's six or eight teams i'm not sure what we'll, we'll see as we go along and they go through you know their their fundraising situation but but nonetheless we'll, there will be another season. And so the cool thing about us is we're not ge geographically, you know, tied to a location, right? It's not the San Francisco 49ers. This is, these are teams that the, the fans decided on that they're tied to, you know, the owners are influencers. You got guys like Quavo and Richard Sherman and, and, you know, some of these, you know, sports icons, media influencers, just big names, Marshawn Lynch. Um, Nah, but yes, yeah, so, so so yeah, exactly. Beast mode. So that, that's the beast. He's one of the yeah. owners of the beast, which understandably that's the name they mm -hmm. picked. Um, but yeah, so so we have the ability to kind of pick this league up and, and take it wherever we want. Um, obviously, there's some restrictions and we have to have certain things in place. But um, I do know that that Las Vegas was the original place and and we do plan on getting back there. Um, there's even talks of going overseas, you know, whether that's London or, or some of these other European countries that, that have the ability to host what we need. Um, we can kind of pick this up and move it where we want to. That's awesome, man. Vegas would be sweet. They one, would. because it's one, it's like four and a half hours for me. So that makes it nice. But um, I'd be nervous uh, for the players. They'd get paid and immediately be broke again. So, <laughs> you know, Chase, that's one thing I've always wondered about. Speaking of that is having professional teams in Vegas because there's so much influence there. Yeah. I, I can understand why for years there was never 
professional team there, you know, and then it was kind of nice when uh, the Raiders came in because it's kind of like, well, first real year is a COVID year, so the influence probably could be knocked down <laughs> a little bit, but always been interested about that, how that aspect would work, you know, because yeah, I actually have yeah. a buddy on the Raiders. I need to reach out and see what, what the season was like last year, and, and once it opens up, that'll be the more interesting thing is to see how guys spend their money <laughs> yeah and you know no offense to your buddy but you know the raiders i i swear they'll be one of the only nfl teams that will consistently sell at every game because so many road teams will travel to vegas to go see their oh, team. oh yeah I mean, so it, it might be like the arizona cardinals I, I bash them all the time because half their half the seats are always the visiting team it's not them it's like wow people come on <laughs> it's a good thing for the town man yeah Tourist. it is absolutely so so this is awesome, man. What's exciting about the championship game? Do you have any insight that you can give out? Or, oh, man. Um... <laughs> it's been an interesting year because right, I'm not on a team necessarily. I coach yeah. defense. And so it's it's been really strange. And so I'll, I'll go from calling one defense, like, like what will happen tonight. It's Glacier Boys mm -hmm. versus Wild Aces. And so I'll be helping out with Glacier Boys defense. And once that we scored. And so for me, I just – I don't want the offense to ever score, but uh, obviously the league is very yeah. much set up offensively. It's meant yeah. for for high scoring. Um, they they kind of put us at a dis disadvantage on defense, um, and so it's kind of fun because we're always going to be the underdogs. We're always expected to you know take that hit, but yeah. So I go from one side, one defense to the other, and so I'm not rooting for a team. I'm rooting for the defense at all times. Awesome. So I mean, like I said, you got a couple uh, names in there, people, household names, people know with uh, Josh Gordon and Johnny Menzel. We I, got them out of here. They they uh, were on the Zappers. They were on the ah, Zappers. they're gone. We, we almost shut them out last week. Yeah. Ah, so, so there you go. But how, how how is it? How do the other players who necessarily some who just come right out of college or XFL or CFL who haven't played with an NFL player before? Did you see them adapting them in any way, or were you know are people like that helping them out a lot and everything too? The younger players. So, so uh, I will say this about Johnny and George yeah. uh, and Josh is is they came in and, and Johnny was very open about his intentions here. You know, he he was straight up like I'm I'm not trying to restart my career. Uh, he was here for the the guys, the other guys that are trying to continue their journey. He was there to bring exposure and to help them, you know, get eyeballs. And he did a great job of doing that, and he, he accomplished his mission honestly. So, yeah, um, awesome. you know. It wasn't like he was here to restart his, his career. He was here to bring exposure, and then that's ex exactly what he did. But um, yeah, what was the question again? I, I kind of. Uh, I was just saying how uh, if jo if Johnny or Johnny and Josh brought any, you know, if they helped out the younger players and how they did, and you just explained it to about Johnny really well. And I know Josh came on kind of late. Yeah, but yeah. Um, because yeah, the NFL thing. I'll leave that one alone with him. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we got Sean Oakman though. He'll be playing. Oh there. yeah, awesome yeah. man. I mean. And I, I, I'm glad I hear that about Johnny Menzel because that dude's got a bad rap in the media, unfortunately. I, I love his intensity on the field. I mean, I'm telling you what, it's just awesome, you know. Oh. Being a player, you got to have that intensity, but he just showed it a lot. But yeah. people don't no, understand that. We, uh, we got to do it a bit, you know. D-line yeah. quarterbacks were kind of enemies as it is. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> we uh, we got after a bit, and I'd be yelling, we're coming, Johnny. And he'd be like, screw you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, once the game was over, uh, we back to just chill cool johnny yeah. but yeah on the field there's definitely a different intensity um i think that that goes for pretty much everyone but but yeah. he saw it in johnny as well you know yeah. you weren't sure if he was gonna have the same fire but he, he still has you <laughs> That's know awesome, competitors man. will always be competitors That's just absolutely what it is. awesome 
So when the season's over after tonight and everything, what what does Chase have planned for the future? What do you continue oh. to work on? And what do you want to put out to the world so we can try to help you, man, and get you going, too? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep <laughs> for about a week. And, and then we can start talking. No, um, so so my, my, like I said, my partner Ian and Afro, they're both Twitch partners, and they've been helping out a lot on the, the Twitch streaming and the, the, the broadcasts that, that we're putting out. Um, but we go right back into to, to jumping into that. We're going to be helping athletes, you know, get set up and monetized on Twitch. We're going to be with some organizations. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at doing some stuff. Uh, would love to. Right now, we're, we're in talks with the, the Special Olympics in Texas. So, so we're trying to get, you know, do something similar where, where we get a broadcast their, their practices and their games and create some really cool uh, content uh, around what they do and bring some exposure to that awesome organization. Um, but yeah, that's essentially what we're going back to is, is uh, back to the Twitch, uh, back to helping athletes and gamers get rocking. What 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 is your um what's your purpose on helping the athletes? What are you guys trying to get to? Is it helping them just everyday life? If it's helping them financially, what whatever it is, or is it just getting exposure and getting their name out there so they get picked up by an NFL team or something? No, so so with the athletes, it's just building uh you know continuing to build a brand on a, on a cool platform that that allows cool. them to monetize. So it's creating revenue streams. Um, once sports are over, you know it becomes a pretty dark place. And so, you know, if you're able to build that community on Twitch, um, you have a place to always go. You, you, you can continue that revenue stream. You can kind of build off it. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, there's, there is that portion of it that I do enjoy because, um, yeah, once guys are done with, with football, uh, it, it can be pretty dark and lonely and that tra- transition can be tough. So just finding ways to, to build and build community, build revenue streams, and continue fighting. You know, most most athletes love gaming, and so if, if that's something they're passionate about, I want to help with that. You know, I think it's awesome we do. A good friend of mine, Marcus Ogden, does a yeah. lot of work with NFL players. You know, especially at the Buffalo Bills right now. And um, I think it's really cool because him and I talked a lot about. And it's kind of what you're talking about. You can make all the money in the world while you play, and you can lose it just as fast. Oh yeah. If if you don't know what to do with, then like you say, you put the wrong people in your life. It gets into a dark stream because you know everything with uh, CTE and everything just going on just in life. I mean, all of a sudden when you have money, all of a sudden your long lost cousin is your best friend. You know, all these people come into your life, you know, and it's just love, love the fact that you're helping people out. Cause people don't realize they're like, Oh, they're millionaires. They can figure it out. That's they're still humans. Yeah. And most of them are millionaires, you know, yeah. average careers like three years. And these days the, the minimum uh, is a little higher than when I played, I played in, 12, 13, 14. Um, but, but regardless, you know, they're not, yeah. not making millions. They, they might make a million over their three-year career. Um, but you're also in, in this mindset and in a, you know, surrounded by people that are, that are living the high life. And so you kind of figure you're right there with them. You're going to the steakhouse every night, you're blowing a grand on dinners and stuff. And yeah, I struggle with that. I, I won't lie. You know, that was one of the things that, that I ate out too much. I enjoyed my trips. Uh, you know, I'd never had money. So once, uh, once I got some of that NFL money, it went faster than I than I had ever expected, and so yeah, um, yeah, it, and it, it's crazy. Mark Marcus and I talk a lot about it, is you get a lot of people who you know some players that come from pro- poverty who've never you know single parent, they their parents yeah. are working three four jobs, they're never out there, and all of a sudden you know especially the you know the high end players, bam, they land multi million dollar contract right off the bat, and they don't know what to do with it because they've never had it before. 
Yep. So it's they they want to have fun, which you understand. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they're not thinking ten years down the road. So I'm glad you're jumping in and doing the stuff. I love what Marcus says. I know there's a lot of former players who jump in and do those things. So yeah, it's, that's it's awesome, interesting. Man. Yeah, I think it's 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 hard because players probably don't or they don't think it'll it'll be them or whatever it is. I don't I don't know what the case is, but it's definitely hard to get through guy to guys that that are still playing. Um, and once they're done and they truly see how, how you know mm-hmm. different life can be once you're finished playing, um, that's where the kind of reality sets in. Absolutely, and you know, and and this is nothing against it, but when you're playing at that intense of a level, your ego needs to be high on certain levels. It really does, you know. I mean, and when you have eighty thousand people cheering for you, I mean, for some people, that's just the mecca. And you, it's like when we're kids, you know, you never think you're going to die. Nothing's ever yeah. going to happen to me. I'm immortal, you know. And you know, so no, bravo for you guys, no. dude, for doing all that stuff. That's awesome. And you're spot on. That, that's been one of the biggest issues yeah. we've had with with the connected by fate and get them on Twitch. You know, yeah. guys, guys think that just because they have a name, they're going to do well, and that's not the case. You know, that we got to help them set their ego aside, help set their yeah. pride aside, um, especially on Twitch, because you know it's not like Instagram or or Twitter where you're asking for a quick heart. You know, like my stuff, you're asking them to spend hours of their time with you and so you have to be inviting engaging and and talk to them and and you can't think that you're some superstar because they don't care and and especially being that you're on a game as athletes they get on the game and they're just locked in playing the game but nobody cares about your game skills man you're not that good at the game you're not a pro gamer so they have to be engaging they have to bring them into their life they have to talk to them um, and they have to kind of drop that wall of, of you know, I'm a pro athlete. They're, they're now just a dude hanging out with their friends on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, seriously, after somebody retires, how many athletes actually can live off their name for the rest of their life? Yeah, not many. Very, very, very few. Michael Jordan. There's one. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's like yeah, you no. said, there's very few. You yeah. can be an all NFL player, all pro. You can even make the Hall of Fame. Like how many Hall of Famers can't live off their name? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad you guys are jumping in early with them and everything. And hopefully it's getting through to majority yeah. of them because, you know, it's life. <laughs> it's, life sucks after football, probably. So Man, for some people, it's, but, it's yeah. a transition. It can't, you yeah. know, you got to find it's a big part of your life. And, and when it's gone, you got to find stuff to, to kind of fill that void. So, mm-hmm. well, it's because it's so structured for you. Yep, yep. Everything's so structure. structured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you lose your teammates, you lose your strength coach, you lose your nutritionist, you, you know, you, your schedule, you're scheduled from from 8 a.m. till, you know, 4 p.m. in the afternoon that that's gone. Now you're on your own. And so, yeah, the, the whole structure falls apart. And and most of the guys have never had to kind of put that stuff together and, and create their own. So. So, yeah, like, you're spot on with all this stuff. Awesome, man. Good to know. I know something, maybe. But um, <laughs> so awesome. So way, way back in the day, man, when you were uh, just starting to play football, little kid and everything. When did yeah. when did you know? I'm like, okay, I got a shot at college. This oh, is man. it, oh, man. Just man, or so. your p- people around you knew it or something. You know, there's always something. There's always a click. Yeah, and everything kind of. I don't sense. know. I don't. It was it was pretty young, and and again, I'm not trying to get in the ego, yeah. but. Uh, I remember knowing pretty quickly just just from like probably second, first, second grade even like I was just always and so I, I moved a lot. Right. I was in a different school almost every year. And so every year I was in a different, you know, different school just starting out. But it didn't matter where I went. I knew I was always like the fastest, the strongest, the quickest. Uh, and so, you know, that that was kind of reaffirming to the idea that, uh, you know, I'm a 
pretty dang good athlete. And then, uh, yeah, as I got older, you know, I remember talking to my grandma and my grandma's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I think I'm going to go play in the NFL. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and she's like, that's great. Let's have a backup plan. But no, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I think that was just kind of always something that I felt I could do. Um, and then, yeah, w- once college came around, I, I had a lot of injuries. And so as the injuries piled up, that was what kind of put you know, a little doubt in my mind. And that, that definitely hurt going forward. But no, I, I kind of always knew I had the ability to. I wish I could have stuck around a little longer, but it's what it is. Is uh, is higher level? Oh, I won't say higher level. That's a bad thing to say. But <laughs> coaching in your in your future, more coaching like college level, NFL level. Is that is that something you want to do? Or are you really passionate on what you got going right now? You know, I, I'm definitely open to things. Um, yeah. That said, uh, the reason this was so appealing was because of its its tie to the gaming and twitch mm-hmm. side of things and and so you know i've coached at high school i've coached at my old high school i coached at a high school in, in dallas uh I, I do stuff for the cowboys youth programs um so, so i've enjoyed coaching and and this kind of i enjoy coaching at a higher level i will say that i enjoy yeah. having guys that that can take you know the details of the position and put it into play um and, and so you know i i won't say never i won't say never but uh it have to be a right situation because th- this is pretty cool to me. I enjoy this. That's awesome. Speaking about that coaching, who are some of your biggest, most influential coaches you had? I, I know we talked about Chris Peterson a little bit months ago, you know, yeah. when we first met. But I mean, do you have you got Chris Peterson? Do you have another one that sticks out from college and one that sticks out from the NFL that's yeah. just like bam? So so from high school is definitely so so I'll start at high school, but. Uh, so, so Adams, co- coach, uh, coach Adams out at, at Rockland high school. He's now the head coach, um, Jason Adams. And so he, he was a guy that, you know, he ran our, our conditioning programs. He always pushed me. Um, and then, you know, I tore my ACL and he used to bring me to his house and he'd take me through pool workouts every day and just was on my, you know, making sure he, I understood that, you know, my career wasn't over and that was huge to me. So, so he helped on and off the field just as much. Uh, going to college, I'm definitely going with uh, PK uh, Pete Kwiatkowski. He's the he was my D line coach, and then he was the D coordinator over at Washington, and now he's the D coordinator at Texas. He just moved over to Texas yep. this year, so I might have to go watch some games because I'm out in Dallas. You know, make that nice. trip up. But uh, yeah, you know, he kind of it was he was the first coach that was a little different, and and, and I kind of have even modeled my coaching after him because. Uh, I'm, I've always been a quiet guy. I'm not a big yeller. I'm not a screamer. Um, I'm pretty mild mannered. Um, and most D line coaches aren't like that, you know? So, so to see him be able to effectively communicate with the guys and get across what he wanted to, and that, that, you know, as I moved on to coaching, it was like, if he can do it, I can't, because that, that was my, always my worry about coaching is I'm not a yeller. I'm not a, you know, an authoritarian type guy. And so, uh, you know, he showed me that you can coach within your personality, that you don't have to, you know, freak out and be this, you know, they always say the defensive line has to bring the energy. Well, I'm not the most like jump around and raw hog kind of dude. So, um, but regardless, he was also just great on the, on the personal side as well. And so Pete Kwiatkowski, great dude. Um, awesome. Pro level, pro level. Let, let me go through each level. And so, yeah, pro level, I had some great coaches as well, but uh, right now, uh Shoot, my, my defensive line coach, uh, man, I, I don't even know why I'm blanking on his name because uh, coach, <laughs> coach Daly, coach Daly, he's he's the 
he's moved around a little bit as well, but he's the D-line coach over with the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I kind of moved into this spot, he I reached out to him and was just like, you know, can I get some advice on on some of the drills that, you know, the first thing I did when I got with FCF was we went and ran a combine. And so I was just like, you know, what do you look for when you go to these combines? What are some drills that, that help you bring that out of the athletes? And so he just sat with me and, and walked me through some of the stuff I should look for and, and some of, you know, what we did together and how he still uses that. And, you know, so, so it was just great to have all the things, you know, from from high school to college. You kind of bring all those experiences together as you move forward in the with this FCF stuff. Awesome, man. Because I know my buddy Marcus, he always talks about Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Just how, how great of a guy he was coaching. He said, person. That's yeah. the biggest thing in person. And exactly. when you get to the NFL, like you said, it's X's and O's, but most of you know the X's and O's by then. Now it's, you know, growing what young men into men, into human, into the real world, you know, kind of thing. So that's what he said was great about him. I mean, they'd always talk about life. Yeah, just life you know that that was probably more chris peterson for me yeah think, really? you know, yeah so so that happened in the college area um more so than professional for me but coach pete was was about growing men exactly what you said I, I don't know i can't say i learned anything about football from coach peterson but i learned a shit ton about life <laughs> yeah and that's one thing you know uh i lived in washington for a while so when he took the job over there you know i was excited because i knew what he did at boise state but man he turned around a program fast you know, yeah. I mean, Washington was struggling all of a sudden. They're in the college playoff. They're always in near six bowl games. And, you know, you, you just don't do that off X's and O's. I yeah. mean, you really have to connect with players. You know, you know what coaching is. Yeah. It's not always about the X and O's. Like you said, it's not about yelling or anything. It's about leadership. And if people respect you, they'll go that extra mile for you. Definitely. That's, that's the huge thing. Yep. And and so, yeah, no, it, it it didn't surprise any of us that know Coach Pete at all. He's a culture builder. He knows how to get guys to buy in. And and like you said, there's respect. I think everybody, as soon as the, he does things right, he doesn't allow shortcuts. He doesn't allow, you know, uh, he's about integrity. So so he doesn't allow you to flirt those lines. Like it's there, there's very firm, solid lines of don't cross this line or there's going to be issues. And so they know. And then on top of it, he's just a great person that, that's trying to help you. So, yeah. And he's a little small little dude, too. I've <laughs> uh, seen some of the live instead. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, he, he, was, okay. uh, he was a college quarterback. He, he, yeah. he played uh, UC Davis. He was a QB out there. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. so. But, yeah, just great dude. That's awesome, man. I, it, it's so awesome along each way. Like, um, I, play, I played a little bit in college. You know, the rugby was my big thing. But each – step the way i remember the coaches who just influenced me and who are just there and when their naysayers are there they're like don't listen to them you, you got the talent just keep doing it just keep doing yeah. it and just pushing you on and those are the people who make you who you are today and yeah. um you know and that's one thing that's why i like you know being in positions i am especially with my work life you know i i love to be able to help people because people help me yeah. and that's what you're doing right now you're helping people because people helped you so you're giving back man so i i just kudos to that you know that's just awesome you can go off be doing your own thing without having to help people and you probably be very successful but doing what you love helping people and making sure they can become successful man that 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 takes a lot from somebody man and i give you big props for that i appreciate that nick that's awesome. yeah it's awesome yeah and we barely know each other so look at that hey. so hey <laughs> so awesome so man excited about tonight man uh working um what time's the game tonight so people can catch it if they haven't caught 
you know, haven't seen it before. Ah, uh, man, I, I should know this, right? But <laughs> I know my schedule. I know I leave at 530. But uh, I, if we're going by by past nights, it's 8 yeah. p.m. Eastern. It's on cool. twitch.tv slash FCF. If you just type in FCF into Twitch, we'll also be on that front carousel. So it's pretty easy to find us once the game starts. Um, but yeah, we, we got a ton of cool hosts that'll be coming on. And, and yeah, we got a championship game. The guys, guys are playing for... Um, Guys, you guys are playing for the title. A little extra yeah. cash in their pocket, which is huge awesome. for them. So, uh, yeah, you should expect a great game. And awesome. then don't expect typical 11-man football. We're, we're seven yeah. on seven, um, but we still get after it, and it's pretty awesome. So, um, got any insight on any defensive players? Who, who's really who's really standing out in the league this year? Maybe that's a better question. Who Who is oh. just taking advantage of this, you know? And um, so, so, obviously... I, I'm gonna stick on the D line, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, so if I'm looking at D line, I got guys like uh, I could I could literally name off half the roster because I, I really think I have the best group of guys, um, you know, in the league. But uh, Owen Obasui, he, he got an NFL tryout, but he, you know, he he was a nose tackle when he played with the Cardinals. He was actually out with the Cardinals uh, out there. So, uh, and he's dropped some weight, and he's more of like a DN. He's quick, he's fast off the ball, and and he's been very dominant. Um, throughout the season, uh, you got guys like Kyle Kitchens. He's been locked up. So, so what's unique is if the so we have three O line. One of them could be a tight end. Both could be tight ends on like the guard position, mm-hmm. and they can release for a pass. And if they do that, because we got three O linemen, three D linemen, they don't want that D lineman just coming free and destroying the quarterback. So the D lineman, the DN has to cover the the tight end on a route and so kyle kitchens has been locked down Uh, you know i didn't expect a dn to be able to run with a tight end and he has you know he he runs with anybody people don't score on him so that's been awesome to see um yeah james lee he's a guy from western new mexico um long strong uh very good with his hands great pass rusher um but yeah i got guys across the board that you know i have no problem recommending for nfl camps um that's huge having a dn or who can cover tight end that, yeah, that change that changes everything. They can be a stand-up land. They can play a little outside linebacker. Yeah. Then, depending on what defense they're in. Oh man, that's huge. That's a big development for him. That that's gonna make a big future there. Yeah, I hope so. so. You know, and so whether it's NFL, see, I, I see it definitely. I, he could be a starter in the CFL for sure. Obviously, I hope he gets an NFL chance. But um, just a, just a great player. He's a competitor too, man. He he hates to lose. He he won the. We've had a couple different chairs like competitions he won the chess competition we had a, a chess tournament he won that we had a madden tournament he won that the, the man just is a winner and is a computer so awesome. it's been fun do you guys um do you get a lot of scouts and everything right now showing interest in this and coming down and watching you guys or do they show up or do they have to call you right now and virtually come in how, yeah how, how so are they having that well, we're in the covid bubble so nobody yeah. gets to come or go so they get to watch it on twitch and we know that a number of them have and then we're having a combine the day after the season awesome. um so then so no because john jenkins is a longtime coach our head coach um and you know he knows a lot of people and a lot of scouts and so uh, during the combines and stuff, as we were bringing guys in to start the season, we had guys like Wade Phillips and, and scouts from you know teams across the country coming in to check it out. So, um, yeah, definitely we, we have eyes on us and, and we have some talent that, that'll go to the next level for sure. That's good, man. That, that means you're succeeding if you're actually getting the talent scouts in and everything. So that's awesome. And just adds another layer because the and 
the NFL, I mean, it's nothing like Major League Baseball or anything. There's no farm system. Yeah. So you, you almost need one there for people. You you really do. It's called so. NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different in its story in itself. I mean, love college football, but yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you get paid. But anyways, um, different story. Um, now, so we, you went up to the CFL for a little bit. Tell yeah. me how that difference was, man. I mean, ten, uh, fields longer, wider, three downs. I mean, just... Your mentality is totally different on how yeah, you you're running a lot more. Excuse me. Yeah. Huh. Sorry. It's all good, season. man. Hey, it's Long all good, season. man. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, it, you just uh, as a D lineman, it's it's tough. So so you got the yard off the ball that that kind of tweaks yeah. with things. Um, the longer field, so you're running a lot more, getting uh, a little more exhausted. So it and was tough to go up the there time. when I was three fifteen and, and expect it. Yeah. So so you kind of got to lose a little weight if you're gonna go play up there. So. I showed up at 3.15, and I was coming off my back injury. Um, so, yeah, I got out there and then kind of went through the camp and thought I was one of the better, you know, D linemen out there. Um, but because of the CFL, the way the rules work, you have to have a certain amount of Canadians, da-da-da. Um, they, they, my contract was going to be, you know, a large contract by CFL standards, and so they ended up letting me go with be, between the money and the, and the injuries and, you know, the the canadian kind of ratio so yeah but i I went up and did a training camp and i love my teammates out there man i really did i still keep in contact with a number of those guys uh well yeah so so no issues there but wish i could have played a full season and got through it but yeah after after that uh i immediately came back and then the patriots agreed to bring me in and i crushed my workout with the patriots and then failed my physical there as well um and that was kind of when i knew i was done was after you know my third failed physical that's crazy because you can crush your workout, but you fail the physical. You know, yeah. that, you think about it, sometimes it doesn't make sense. I'm like, how can you yep. do a workout? But whatever, you know, NFL has their crazy ways of doing things. So um, uh, it's, it's the way it goes. And so, yeah, yeah. The, the doc that was on the doctor, I, I went in and, and did really well. Like I said, <laughs> killed the workout. And then they're like, okay, we're bringing you in. And so they gave me the playbook and I was up to like 2, 3 a.m. studying it, getting ready for the, you know, 8 a.m. practice the next morning. And woke up and was getting ready, and, and the doctor came over and they're like, "Sorry, you failed your physical." And like an hour later, I was on the the flight back home, and so I went from like, "Yes, I made the Patriots team," to yeah. you're going back home. It's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's just nuts. Because I remember what San Diego uh, failed Drew Brees' physical, and then it turned out okay. Yeah, he did all right. <laughs> so he turned out all right. So uh, crazy man. So hey man, uh, I know you're tired, man. I know it's been a long season, but I know you're gonna be hyped for tonight. I gotta get ready. I gotta get yeah, ready. Yeah, I gotta get ready, man. So, hey, man, I know you're on LinkedIn. Let people know where they can find you, man, and they can figure out, you know, what Chase Baker's all about. Oh, man. So, so yeah, LinkedIn's probably my favorite place, honestly. I, I enjoy, you know, I think there's some more transparency on LinkedIn than most socials, but uh, Instagram, Twitter, Chase Baker91, uh, Jackie Kellogg. No, I thought you were gonna say Joe Kellogg. I, I do not know Jackie Kellogg. Um, but yeah, Chase Baker 91. Um, Twitch, I just started a brand new Twitch channel that revolves around uh, D line. And so that's FCFDL. Um, but yeah, man, reach out on LinkedIn is probably the best way if you just want to say what's up, talk awesome. business on um, there. Yeah, awesome. Hey, he's awesome, man. The first time I met him, man, he reached right out to me and, you know, we had a nice conversation that morning. So, I mean, really cool dude, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. Guys, up in that corner, you can find me on LinkedIn, find me on YouTube. I mean, yeah, let's just go that anchor all the podcasts come find the podcast 
Uh, only thing I'm not on is Twitch, pretty much. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm not a gamer, so that just doesn't fall into it's okay. my world. If you want to become one, let me know. I got you. I, I'll give you a call. Um, all, right, all right. I do. <laughs> so, hey, man, it was a pleasure having you on the show, man. Um, I want to get you back on when, you know, the season's over with. We'll talk about a lot more things, man. And Deal. just, hey, love to stay in contact with you, brother. I mean, just great going on here. And hey, everybody. I just want to say, stay safe out there, man. Have fun. Good luck tonight, Chase, with everything. Hey, Thank everybody, thanks for coming in live here on Saturday morning. I really appreciate the afternoon for some people. And hey, everybody, have a great weekend. Talk to you all later. Thanks for having me, Nick. Twitch.tv yep. slash